What's good, super friends? It's your tío Pepe from the mean streets of Sunland Park. We've had a few people ask how they could support us and when we're going to set up a Patreon. We've heard all two of you and decided to set one up. Subscriptions suck. Everyone's got subscription fatigue, so we're making ours like I like my women. Sweet, easy, and cheap. It's only $2. That's less than a pack of cigarettes or a coffee at Starbucks. For $2, you'll get our episodes a week early and we'll send you stickers a few times a year. In fact, our first one's already done and it looks super tight. Eventually, we'll add more perks. Link is in the show notes or check us out on patreon.com slash technically a conversation. Trigger warning. This episode includes the topics of sexual abuse, grave desecration, corpse mutilation, and unsolicited home improvement advice. Listener discretion is advised. In 2011, a Russian man was arrested for having a doll collection. Only these life-size dolls were not dolls. They were human corpses. He threw birthday parties for them and they watched cartoons with him. We'll get into his childhood and how he was able to exhume so many little girls in this mega creepy story of Anatoly Moskvin in the Company of Corpses episode. Next on Technically a Conversation. Super friends, welcome to another episode of Technically a Conversation. Here, we'd like to share an interesting topic or story with each other, which we've recently learned and hope you find it interesting too. I'm one half of your host, Cicela. Joining me as always is the lovely Jose. <laughs> I thought I'd switch it up. How are you? I'm doing great. How about yourself? Not too bad at all. When did I become lovely? Oh, yeah. yeah I, I'm always the lovely one. You always introduce us as the lovely. I was like, you know what? He gets to be lovely today. <laughs> well, thank you. I appreciate it. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> Even though that's a lie, but. Oh, that's not true. <laughs> how was um, is your weekend? Do tell. Good. I actually got to see you after I don't know how many months of not hanging out with you. Too long. Too many months. We'll just sum it up with that. Always too many months. But yeah, we got to hang out, go to a, a mutual friend's party. So Yes. So much fun. Yeah. And uh, thank you for inviting me, by the way. And thank you for joining me, by the way. <laughs> I'd like to point out that once again, we were the ones that got there pretty much at a decent time and the last ones to leave. <laughs> this time we were. And this time, I know I had mentioned to you that I didn't want to like shit on you <laughs> during the podcast where we were talking about that. <laughs> so you said, we're always the last ones to leave. And I was like, What's well, because you're always the last one to arrive. So if I don't <laughs> stick around, like I'm never going to see you, you know? Right, right. So, but this time, yes, we did show up at a decent time and we were the last ones. We were like helping to clean up and shit towards the end. <laughs> and plus, we were just having such a good time. It was a lot of fun. It definitely was. It was great to catch up with a lot of um, old friends that I hadn't seen in a long time. Yeah. And shout out Ale. We just found out she's a dedicated listener. Yeah. Shout out to you. Shout out to our buddy AJ, who was uh, promoting us heavily during that party. <laughs> yes. yes, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we really do appreciate you guys. Absolutely. So, Jose, it's not our king knowledge that you have a penchant for cool-ass Funko, Monitos, figurines. Would you agree with that? Well, I have a penchant for the theatrical, <laughs> but I do have very much a love for Funkos. 
Uh, we're just commenting on all my He-Man Funkos that are right behind me. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. So besides Funkos and comic books, do you collect other things? Mm, I think I collect too much. Uh, <laughs> like what? Well, I used to collect CDs, but now that I don't really listen to CDs, I stream everything, I stop collecting them. But I have thousands of CDs. I probably have like hundreds of movies because I used to collect those too. Mm-hmm. I have a very addictive personality, so so I collect pretty much anything that brings me joy, I guess. Okay. I forgot the name of that lady was from Netflix. The if it, if it doesn't bring you joy, throw it away or whatever. But Oh, the Marie Kondo type of lady? Yeah, so I am very much Marie Kondo. But I, the bad thing is that everything brings me joy, so I keep and hoard everything. <laughs> <laughs> That's not true. <laughs> That's funny. What about you, Isela? I have a collection, an extensive collection of nail polishes and maybe uh, lipsticks, probably a little out of hand off. And you know what? Okay. Over the weekend, I went to that Riverbend Hot Springs up in New Mexico. Oh, nice. And I realized I also have a problem with bikinis. Sorry. Mm, but okay. it, must be, it must be admitted. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, I don't think I've gone swimming this year or whatever. And I was like, what do I have? And I was like, oh my God. Too much. Let's <laughs> just sum it up with that. I don't know how much you want to advertise that on a podcast because I think a lot of people are going to be like pictures or it didn't happen. Ah, no. <laughs> Thankfully, they know. Thankfully, they nobody wants none of this. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> but growing up, my brother and I did have like a really small collection of those little green army men. I don't know if you remember those. I do. But for our entertainment anyway, I don't know what you would do with them. We would hold like a rubber band with our pinky against our palm. And then kind of stretch it around the backside of our hand and then put the other end at our pointer finger, at the tip of our pointer finger, kind of like making, simulating a gun. And then we would try to see who had the better accuracy, you know? I don't know if that's how like one, uh, like our Americanness <laughs> is like, that's where the affinity for guns starts or something. <laughs> the NRA starts us young. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I was a lot more destructive. So what I used to do is get those... um I think they were called like black hats or something. They're like little fireworks. Yeah, yeah. I remember those. Those were loud ones. Yeah. And we would take them apart. So that, that way, instead of having one big thing that blew up like in five seconds, however long it took, we had like hundreds of those little things. They were like little um, dynamites. And yeah, we would like put them on the little monitos, the little green man, and then like uh, light them on fire to make them blow up and stuff. Oh my God. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> Good times. Good times, definitely. That is pretty destructive. <laughs> I don't think my parents would buy me others, so we had to really cherish them. <laughs> well, with us, like the firecrackers, they were very easy for us to get because they would always sell them like on the streets in Juarez. I think for us, the love of destroying things was greater than the love of actually like preserving things. Right. So we're always looking for things to destroy. And we would like light those <laughs> things on fire and throw them at each other while, while they That's were so lit. <laughs> you guys are so mean. Did you guys also have those fights with like the Roman candles? Just aim it at each other. That we didn't do, thankfully, because uh, okay. I probably, well, I had a friend that actually, they used to do that and somebody got him in the face. So his face got <gasps> all burned. I bought it. That's awful. Yeah, it was really bad. That's awful. Oh, wow. He didn't have to have like surgery or anything, but. That's good. He looked like Freddy Cougar for, uh, for a few weeks. Yeah. <laughs> a face only a mom could love. I get it. <laughs> but it left minimal scarring. Hey, that's really great news. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
going back to collecting things, do you know anybody who would collect weird things? Mm, not really, but I think the majority of my peers and friends are all nerds. So I think uh, everything that we collect might be considered kind of weird. So I don't think Funkos are or comic books. That's like one of the most normal collections, I think. No, I mean, I never met anybody that would collect insects or or like fucking yeah. like taxidermied animals or anything weird like that. No, <laughs> that's good. <laughs> what about you? Where, where are you getting at? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm, that's exactly where I'm going. So my my sister in high school, she actually wanted to start collecting those porcelain masks. And as someone who shared a room with her, like I was not thrilled about that. Thankfully, the masks. She only got two of them, and then that was it. I was like, no. This is not cool. And have, did you ever see them? Their faces were just kind of very stoic and like painted all strange. I don't know. I didn't like it. I don't know if I'm familiar with them. Are they like the um, like the drama ones? Like the yes, something like that, right? So it was just the face, and then they would be painted like very like elaborately, and then it was just like a mask. I don't know. I wasn't. I was not like digging it. <laughs> that sounds really cool, actually. Yeah, unless you wake up and you're facing it, you're like, whoa. You know, <laughs> it's a little startling sometimes. Well, that's how your conscious must be, Sela, for you to be scared of those. Yeah, I'm nine years old. <laughs> I can just imagine your conscience. <laughs> Today, we're going to talk about Anatoly Mosfin. Have you heard of him? I have not, but his name is cool. It is super cool. It's very metal, I feel like. <laughs> <laughs> He is reportedly very smart. He's a Russian man, knows up to 13 languages, which is extremely impressive. He also has what you might call somewhat of a metal nickname, the doll maker. What? That sounds pretty cool. That sounds more like a comic book supervillain. Oh, wow. I wasn't even thinking superheroes. <laughs> That's funny. The other thing they would call him was the puppeteer. And I think the puppeteer also made me think of Master of Puppets, uh, Metallica. Oh, yeah. That was kind of where I was like, oh, that's kind of metal. <laughs> <laughs> Anatoly is widely known for his collection of dolls. So straight out of the gate, where do we land on that? Is it totally fine for an adult man, a male, to own a collection of dolls? I have to Marie Kondo it. Does it bring him joy? Mm, well, it must. So, yeah. So then it's fine. Yeah, it's fine. I'm not one of those type of people that like subscribe to like, well, if you're a guy, you can only be into guy things. If you're a girl, you can only be into girl things. Yeah. I, and I guess what I mean is more like a 45-year-old male, you know, who has a collection of dolls. If I saw that on like a Tinder profile or something <laughs> like that, I don't know which way the swiping is for the no, but that's where I would probably go. I just hate to say it. I'm just going to admit it right here, right now. <laughs> it definitely is unusual. Um, just in the sense that I've never met a 45-year-old guy that's into dolls. <laughs> yeah. But um, I don't know. I wouldn't think that he was like mentally ill or something, or I wouldn't think lesser of him. That's just his deal. That's what he's into. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So dude had a doll collection, right? What's the big deal? Yeah. Ready for the plot twist? All right. What's a plot twist? Were they made out of real children? They were. They were actual exhumed corpses of little girls <laughs> and some full adult women. Oh, fuck. Yeah, see that? That's where I have to draw the line right there. <laughs> I was like, okay, he's going to get it. I know you guessed it. Perfect. <laughs> there was actually a villain on Arrow that would do similar things like that. I wonder if it was based on that guy. Maybe. Yeah. But as soon as I 
read that, I was like, this is the freaking creepy, mega creepy episode that I have to do because that's just freaking nuts. As my mom would say, nada gracioso, which just basically means not cute. (laughs) (laughs) And this is the episode right before our Halloween one. So perfect timing. This is why I timed it like that. I don't ever go like super creepy like that. But when I do, I guarantee you it's in October. (laughs) (laughs) So let's walk everyone, all our super friends off the ledge. Come back, super friends. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Jose, pull out your vodka because we're heading to Russia. For this episode, I adorably titled In the Company of Corpses. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just kidding. (laughs) So let's find out how this came to be. And what could shape a person like this? As per usual, there were a few articles that I read for this episode, and they're all going to be linked in the show notes. Again, let me just come right out and say it. Certain hobby collecting, absolutely fine. Your Funkos, comic books, vinyls, all of those things, rare coins, totally fine. Very acceptable. Where I have to clarify that there is a line, and some people need to hear it. It's not acceptable to collect nail clippings, for example. I've heard that's a thing. That's super gross. I totally agree. Yes. (laughs) The mom of an old high school friend had a really big collection of clown figurines and they were all waiting to greet you as you walked into the living room. Can you imagine that? That's kind of scary. Like all these little like clowns. Oh, yeah. All these like sad eyes just looking at you with their clown makeup. (laughs) I got a weird thing that I'm going to ask you. Oh, yeah. Tell me. Were you one of those weird moms that would collect all of your daughter's baby teeth? Uh, No, I I did want to keep one, but no. I only kept one. You never made jewelry or anything out of it? Jewelry? No. <laughs> it's all like shark tooth. <laughs> I heard that the people do that. Like they'll make earrings and shit out of the, the little baby no. teeth. Yes. No, that's not cute. Nada gracioso. That is not cute. No, not cute at all. <laughs> no. Oh, wow. I've never heard of that. That's crazy. Anatoly was born in 1966 in what was then the Soviet Union. He said that when he was in third grade, he was raped by an unknown man. None of the articles I read mentioned that he told his parents about this, which I have to admit is really sad if no one comforted him after such trauma. His parents said that he was a quiet kid, had no friends, kept to himself. Not sure if that was a result of the rape, but it could, I think. He loved to read and used his own money to buy books and learn new things like languages. Moving along his life cycle, according to an article by Anatoly himself, there was a turning point early in his life that might have pushed him into the Darth Vader side of life. Of course, the dark (laughs) side. (laughs) And we'll get into that when we come back from this commercial. Hey there, spooky people. Hi, Jonathan. Hi, Heaven. What are we going to talk about this time? The same thing we always talk about. Something paranormal. Welcome to our little plot of the graveyard we call the Opa Ghost Podcast. We're a couple of ghost hunters who met on an investigation. Here we are four years later with our very own podcast, where we share our paranormal experiences and investigations. We cover topics like the Enfield Poltergeist and Shadow People and some places you may not have heard of, like the haunted Bunghole Liquors. Look it up. Safe search on. Don't think we've forgotten about cryptids? From Thunderbirds to Batsquatch, we've got it covered. We have a lot planned for spooky season. Start with a visit to Salem and come along as we check out real haunted houses. 
Follow us on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Enjoy spooky season. Toodles. Just what is it that makes the perfect outfit? Something thrown together, yet effortlessly cool. Something with a certain je ne sais quoi that makes people in the street look twice, even thrice. Something chic that helps its wearer to radiate confidence and captures the essence of a moment or a place in time while being simultaneously timeless. And yet, the history of fashion is far from being all glamour and glitz. Hello, I'm Felicia Yao, host of History Unhemmed, a podcast that looks inside fashion history's finished exterior. We'll discuss topics from haunted wedding dresses to rhinestone cowboys to why, when he stuck a feather in his cap, he called it macaroni. History Unhemmed is available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and wherever else you get your shows. New episodes come out every other week, so be sure to tune in and subscribe today. And we're back. We're back! <laughs> See, now that really goes for our spooky episode. <laughs> All the other times, it's like, wait, isn't it Easter? Why are we doing it like that? <laughs> just I think the first couple of times I just did it as a joke or just to see what you or Elena would say. <laughs> but I think it's like part of my personality now. No, it's just funny. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, before the commercial break... We were about to get into how he might have turned to the dark side. Let's find out, shall we? <laughs> we shall. Or let's shall. Let's shall. <laughs> <laughs> he detailed on March 4th, 1979, at 12 years old, he was walking home from school when some men in black suits grabbed him and forcibly took him to a nearby funeral. The funeral was being held for a young 11-year-old, Natasha Petrova, who had died because she was getting out of the bath, but she had accidentally touched an exposed wire when she was reaching for her towel, and she was electrocuted. That sucks. Yeah. He grew up very poor, so when Natasha's mom offered him some money and a big basket of fruit, he was kind of lured in to, this is a little creepy, but they were trying to get him to kiss the body. <laughs> and when the men in the black suits were also trying to force him, he kind of stopped resisting and said that he ended up kissing her a total of three times. They kind of pushed his face in three times. Like it was like a fucking birthday cake that you're supposed to take a bite out of or something? Yeah. <laughs> que le muerda. yeah. <laughs> That's all. <laughs> After which, the mom put a ring on his finger and a Ring also on dead Natasha's finger. Natasha's mom did give him some small change and a bunch of fruit. Of course, he threw it away, but he kept the money. But he never shared it with anyone, of course, at, at Natasha's mom's request. She said not to tell anybody, so he didn't. Anatoly admitted after this incident, he would often dream of her. And he thought that she was visiting him. She would even sing to him, he said. While most people would find this creepy or at least, at least weird, he said 
that the marriage to this dead bride was useful because this is how he got into black magic and how his fascination began with death. Dude, that's hardcore optimist optimism, right? Yeah, that's gross. But um <laughs> But at least the bright side is that he got into black magic and death. So um I that's, that's I can't believe you. Yeah, that's the bright side. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I'm totally kidding. That's uh that's pretty fucked up. <laughs> right. Agreed. He did confide in his parents about her nightly visits to him in his dreams. So they did end up taking him to see someone because they thought this didn't sound right. And whoever they took him to said that they attributed these nightly visits, quote unquote, to his hormones and puberty. That sucks. Like he's trying to get help. He's reaching out for help. And they're like, ah, so dismissive. (laughs) The dreams didn't stop, though. And after a while, he did want them to stop. Natasha gave him instructions, of course, this is all in his dreams, on the black magic ritual that he had to perform. This is including obtaining a tooth from a classmate, which sounds uh, pretty late to be losing teeth. I don't know, like 13 years old or whatever. That <laughs> Just super weird. Yeah, that does seem kind of old. Yeah, but the weirder part is it worked. She did stop visiting him. Maybe she had a tooth fetish. Yeah, maybe she was the tooth fairy in real life. (laughs) (laughs) He went to Moscow University to study to be a linguist. After all, at this point, as I had mentioned before, he had spoke or he speaks 13 languages because he's still alive, I should say. This was when he joined the Society of Luciferians. I didn't even know that was a thing. Anyway, he joined the Society of Luciferians, which is clearly something to do with the occult performing some rituals with dead animals, all the fun stuff, if you will. (laughs) (laughs) This is also when he took a vow of celibacy and sobriety. So no drinking, no smoking in a university. What kind of college experience is that, Jose? I know that's super lame. (laughs) I know. I feel like he was a little cheated. Yeah, that's normally when you do the most experimenting, I feel. The most. And then you get to blame it on, oh, it's college. (laughs) (laughs) For money, he tutored kids and surprisingly was really good at it. It makes sense because they were all his favorite subjects. It was history, languages, and literature. Fast forward to 2003, he began to date Yulia. Only they had an agreement to be in a relationship with no sex. She was very religious. Later in the year, Yulia really wanted a child, so they applied for adoption in 2003. They were denied because Anatoly's financial situation was not stable. Clearly, it was not enough to tutor, write some articles while living at home with his parents. I can kind of see why they would deny him too. Yeah, that makes sense. So were they married at this point or they were still just going out and they just wanted a kid? They were just dating and wanted a kid. Yeah. Mm, Okay. All of that doesn't even make sense either though. The whole like relationship with no sex. I think you call that just friendship, right? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. But needless to say, the friendship or relationship, I should say, (laughs) with Yulia ended. She bounced when he couldn't get approved for a child, I guess. (laughs) In mid-July 2005, he started a research project, which he hoped would eventually become into a book. The idea was to detail all the cemeteries along with any local history. For years, he walked cemetery after cemetery, documenting all that he saw. He would write all the information that he could on every single person's headstone. So birthdays, death dates, 
anything, little tidbits, you know, like greatest volleyball player. Although I don't know if Russia has volleyball, but you know, like that type of stuff, right? Anatoly said that he would walk up to 20 miles a day or 30 kilometers a day. That's a lot. That is, yeah. Because the bus schedule was so infrequent, Anatoly would sleep anywhere he could on the gravesite in coffins where they were waiting to be buried. That doesn't sound weird at all. <laughs> this entire episode, there's nothing weird about it. <laughs> he would be stopped, but then when he would show them what he was doing with all the written down information, he would often get a pass. And they were like, oh, okay, well, it's like legit research. And they would allow him to be late in the cemetery. Of course, uh, like you said, normally that should be a red flag, but okay, fine. In total... From 2005 to 2007, he visited 752 cemeteries in 35 districts. Weva. I know, dude. <laughs> but again, it's not work if you love what you're doing, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. I think I would have gotten burned out after like the second cemetery. Dude, for reals, it's all the same thing. Dead people died. It's tragedy. Yes, Google. <laughs> I'm just kidding. After a 2011 Moscow airport bombing some Muslim headstones were vandalized. By this time, people started connecting the vandalization with Anatoly because he was always in the cemeteries. And they thought, oh, this is probably when it's happening late at night. And who's there late at night all the time? Mr. Moskin. So on November 2nd, 2011, the police raided his place looking for clues of these Muslim, you know, desecration of the grave sites. But instead, they found dolls throughout the basement where he lived. Again, remember, he lived with his parents. They uncovered one by one by one, all coming out of the woodworks. And at first they thought, oh, okay, it's a little bit weird that this 45-year-old man would have a collection of dolls, but, you know, whatever. But as the police inspected them closer and they looked beyond the waxy surface, that's when they realized that they were mummified corpses of little girls. <laughs> Your face. <laughs> <laughs> Que asco. Verdad? Dude, exactly. <laughs> In my script, I even have asco, <laughs> which is a Spanish word for revolting people. Yeah. How gross. 29 dolls in total. Uh, let's just mm. be real. 29 corpses in total. And this, my dear friend, is why he kept going to all those cemeteries. That's what he was really doing. Neighbors did say that it smelled like his, you know, his place smelled but they did say that they thought it was just like, oh, it's just a dingy basement smell. What? You know that saying, if you see something, say something. And I'm speaking to all the neighbors that are listening. If you smell something, say something. Like that's really what the thing should be. <laughs> oh my God, how disgusting. Isn't it though? I know. I love this episode too. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like him and uh, what was the name of that other fool? Carl Tansler or whatever. Tansler. Tansler, yeah. They should hang out. They should be friends. The endless conversations they would have of mummification. <laughs> We're such jerks. What about his parents? Like his parents never suspected anything? Yeah, I'm going to get into that. And no, they did not. Oh. The age range uh, varies depending on the news article. But the one that I did see more often was three years old to 25 years old. <laughs> Dude, that's so creepy. The dolls or corpses, I should really say, rattled inside when the police would pick them up. And that's because of the music boxes that Anatoly shoved in their rib cages. Oh, how cute. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Super 
nasty. Like, mm. it's just getting worse. And yeah, people, it's going to get better. <laughs> <laughs> Another gross detail was that he sewed buttons for eyes a la Coraline, the stop motion film. Anatoly admitted that he gave them eyes so that they could watch cartoons with them. Oh, that's sweet. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Anatoly was arrested. Then his dad had a heart attack and his mom was also half hospitalized. Clearly, one was definitely a result of the other for sure. (laughs) His parents said that the dolls did keep him company. But of course, they thought they were only plastic dolls. Anatoly even gave his parents a quote-unquote special doll, and her name was Masha, and they even kept her in their bedroom. What? Mm. Can you imagine? (laughs) (laughs) They're like making their bed, and then they put it on top. Mm. Not cool. Nada gracioso. (laughs) The parents said that the collection of bodies happened very slowly. The mom recalled asking him even at one point, saying, why are you talking to them? Are you a child? Almost shaming him. In court, he was quoted having said to the parents of the bodies that he desecrated, you abandoned your girls. I brought them home and warmed them up. Mm. What? Dude, that's huevos right there. That's cojones to tell them that. Please don't tell me he was having sex with the muscle. No, no, there was nothing sexual about it. Thankfully, that's the only bright side <laughs> to this. <laughs> no. It's a good thing that Anatoly had morals, you know, because... Unlike Carl Tanzler. <laughs> yeah. Probably. <laughs> yeah. He admitted to investigators that he was waiting for science to discover a way for the girls to live again. Meanwhile, he had to keep or just really stick to baking soda and salt to kind of keep them alive, so to speak. <laughs> he also confessed that he dug them up because he was lonely And his dream was always to have children. Actually, he did specify that he always wanted a daughter. So I guess maybe that's why he only exhumed girls or females because up to 25 years old. That's like a woman, obviously. Not because he was a pervert, thankfully. Right, exactly. No, these (laughs) these corpses legitimately kept him company, which is super weird. He knew their birthdays, so he would throw them their individual birthday parties. And um, we're talking birthday parties, cartoons. It really makes me think that he wanted a daughter at any cost, right? Would you agree with that? Um, Sure, I guess. <laughs> I think that's what it sounds like to me. He was like, by all means necessary, I'm going to have a daughter. I mean, obviously, this like should not have been, but yeah. Hold on. Do you hear that? Hold on. I think it's... <laughs> it's like a smoke alarm, huh? Yeah, it's like that. But it's actually my... Um, <laughs> it's actually the toilet of my... The tank in my toilet. Okay. Yeah, I know. It's very strange. Hold on. That's super That's strange. Gonna make the, it's going to make the cut. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what that was. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, this is staying in the episode. No, it's not. <laughs> it, it, it is. It is staying in the episode. You have an alarm for your toilet. Explain. <laughs> I, I don't have an alarm for my toilet. <laughs> okay, so that was not the emergency alert that was ringing. What was that? That sound or whatever. It, so inside the inside the tank, there's you know a little um, lever that goes up and down when you flush it. So if it's not totally like up or down or whatever, whichever way stops it, it starts to create this like high pitched noise, and that's what you hear. But it doesn't happen like consistent. It's like. 
Oh, okay. I thought it was like, you know how sometimes people have those um, alarms, I guess, that they put under their water heaters or under their sinks. So if there's any type of leak, it rings an alarm. Like, I guess, to let you know that you have water damage or something. That's really smart. I didn't know about that. I thought that was something like that because it, it did kind of sound like an alarm. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, explain. Like, I've never heard that. <laughs> no, no, there would there'd be, it's annoying as fuck. It woke me up. I remember one time, like at two in the morning, dead ass asleep. And then I, it's, it probably incorporated into my dream at one point. But then I was like, <laughs> I was like, no, this is on the outside, like in the outside. And then I forced myself to wake up and I was like, where is that coming from? And sure enough, isn't that fucking unbelievable? The worst thing ever. That's funny. It, it is actually. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, you can always just buy a new flapper. They're like $5 at Home Depot. Just turn off the water to your, to your toilet. In the back? Yeah. Yeah. Turn off the water to the toilet. Okay. Take the flapper with you because there's two sizes. I think it's like two and a half or three and a half. Can you tell that I've recently done this? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> so it's hard to tell just by eyeballing it if it's a two and a half or three and a half. So you just take the flapper with you, take it to Home Depot and then just buy the same one. Put it back on there, put the chain back on and, and you're all set. Okay. That seems easy enough. Yeah, they're like $5. If you need help, I can... I can help you out with that. Okay. Yeah, it seems pretty easy. I know I've changed one many years ago just because it was already starting to, you know, how, like they get rotted or whatever. But anyway, I'll drop back in uh, where we were talking. Okay. No, this is this is oh, staying no. in the episode. Is it is staying in the episode. Yeah, for sure it is. <laughs> it's like embedded home improvement <laughs> lessons <laughs> in, in the company of corpses. <laughs> Okay, so we were talking about how he knew their birthdays and um, he would throw them birthday parties, <laughs> which is totally crazy. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, I'll, I'll behave. No, this is this is why it's so fun. <clears throat> this is why recording is so fun. That it is, yeah. <laughs> I always look forward to it. I always tell my sister, I always look forward to that one time a month that we get to record. Yeah. Because <laughs> it is always so much fun. It really is. <laughs> Anatoly had one doll. One dead body, I should clarify, up to nine years. Yeah, that's way too long. And it was really sad because the mother of this dead body said she had her for 10 years and he had her for nine. That's an impactful statement. The courts diagnosed him with schizophrenia, therefore he could not stand trial. He was uh, sent to prison, of course, which is definitely good because he said this. His quotes are pretty crazy and fabulous. He said, don't, don't bother. No, I'm, just, I'm not even going to try to do that. <laughs> don't bother burying the bodies too deeply as he will simply dig them up when he's released. Ah, uh, no, senor. <laughs> no, senor. No me gusta. <laughs> uh, so hopefully he won't be getting out for a while, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah, absolutely not. <laughs> he was charged with a total of 44 counts of abusing graves and dead bodies. 44 counts. Yes. Isn't that nuts? Oh, my God. Yeah. The courts awarded money to the victims' families. One family refused the money, explaining Anatoly treated them better than I ever did. <laughs> what the hell? I know. <laughs> I was like, whoa. Oh, my gosh. So Anatoly definitely had some fans. 
He had at least that one family, which is super crazy. He's like, mira, le puso makeup and everything. I'm just kidding. No, he didn't say that. My daughter never looked more beautiful than when she was with Anatoly. Oh, how sad. So that's our that's our conclusion. How did you enjoy this super creepy one today? It was super disturbing, really gross. You're welcome. And I loved it. I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I rarely go creepy, like I said, but when I do, I really like to leap over that line of acceptable, you know, just whoosh, leapfrog over that thing. No, I, I totally encourage you to continue. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, congratulations, lovelies. You've done it again, folks. You have learned along with us how a man had 29 corpses keeping him company. (laughs) We hope you've been entertained by our chat and we invite you to join us again next week. If you're enjoying the show, please leave us a review, tell a friend and subscribe wherever you're listening to this podcast now. Yeah. (laughs) Follow us on all the socials at greetings, T-A-C. Email us at greetings, (laughs) T-A-C at gmail.com. Or leave us a voicemail at 915-317-6669. If you have a story to share with us about how you made dolls. (laughs) Just kidding. No, don't. (laughs) Tell us how many graves you desecrated. No, no. (laughs) 